The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This week on Dueling Review, we review Lucifer's Night Number 1 from Action Lab Entertainment's Danger Zone. Luke Anderson, a high school boy, lives a mostly normal life until he's attacked by a demon who wants to eat his soul. After this event, he learns secrets about his friends and the world around him. Now he must learn to live and survive in this new world. Hey, let's talk about comics. Let's talk about comics. Hey, this week, I know everybody's been wondering what's going on, what's going on, are there going to be new comics, are there going to be new comics? And ladies and gentlemen, there were new comics this week. They were digital comics. Now, it wasn't the big digital deluge that I thought was going to happen last week because I think... I think DC flinched and Marvel was right behind them and flinched as well because originally DC was going to release their entire slate of comics, including Batman number 92, which is the introduction of Punchline or the official Punchline cover story. Uh, They were going to release a bunch of other things, but instead DC only released two comics, the digital first Batman, the animated, uh, the adventure continues. And then they released a free Teen Titans go to summer camp uh, book. Uh, Marvel released zero digital comics this week. Uh, This, of course, is all stemming from last week's conversation about Diamond shutting down all distribution, which means that there were going to be no comics getting to comic book stores and the whole debacle of can we sell digital comics without hurting the comic book stores more? I have a feeling that uh, in two weeks this will all change. But there were a number of comics coming out this week from smaller publishers. Zenoscope Entertainment had some comics coming out this week. Archie Comics had some comics uh, out this week because they said their stuff was too far in the pipeline to uh, not do it. Uh, There was uh, Vault Comics had comics out this week. And then there was Action Lab's Danger Zone with with Lucifer's Night number one. Lana. Lana! Tell us about Lucifer's Night number one, if you can, if you can, Matthew. Oh, I can. Tell us about Lucifer's Night number one. All right. So here's the deal with Lucifer's Night. Number one, it starts with a nightmare, a nightmare of running from a terrible monster and realizing, oh, no, in my dreams, I have magic powers. But turns out you don't have magical powers. You're just a kid. And Luke, who is our protagonist guy. Uh, it's just a regular kid. Goes to school, meets all of his friends, hangs out. Doesn't realize that his friends are talking behind his back and saying things like, we're going to tell him. We can't tell him. He can never know. Just don't ever tell him. Okay. And then he's attacked by a demon in an alley. You know, like, like what happens all the time. Yeah, like, like you do. Yeah. The demon's like, I'm going to eat your brain. No, wait, that was Venom in the 80s. What was he's the, like, uh, what's the, what's the one that Jake, uh, Jay Lock, or what's his name? Uh. Liquizamo played. John Liquizamo? Yeah, uh, yeah. The Violator? In yeah, Violator. That's how, that's what not... this, that's what this demon sounded like. I'm going to eat your tasty soul. Yum. But fortunately, his friend CJ, who looks to be just a, you know, a regular 15-year-old ginger girl in a pretty flowing dress, has a magic sword. No helmet. Nope. But a magic sword. 
And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, what a terrible dream. I can't believe CJ. Oh, my God. Was it real? Yes, it was real. And then he discovers on the last page the most terrifying fact of ever fact of fact of them all. When his girlfriend says, I have to tell you the truth. Should I tell him? Yeah, I mean, it's really a d- I mean, this is a dumb issue. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> this I'm was kidding. like. Uh, so you know, there's something very much a remix of 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 Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. But it's got it's got kind of modern takes, you know, it's got the, mm. the emo stuff and the the podcasty vibe. It, it, it in a lot of ways mm. it feels like a hey fellow kids kind of moment. Here's here's the pro- here's the problem that I have. Mm-hmm. Um there's nothing wrong with horror movies, right? I, I've come to appreciate horror movies over the last uh, 20 years. I used to hate horror movies. They used to scare me too much. And, you know, one of the, the great things about horror movies is you, sa- you have some really high-class horror movies, like uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. And then you have, like, really crap, blood and gore, spill your guts, uh, you know, like C movies, you know, like budgets of $20 kind of stuff. Like commercial Gordon Lewis kind of stuff. Yeah. This is towards the bottom of that, that ranking. This is a story that... I'm sorry, the dialogue is just bad. The dialogue is wooden. It's stiff. It doesn't do anything to advance the story. It's just like, oh, here I am sitting through class all day. Should we tell him? Uh, John. And then we cut to, uh, you know, six more hours of class. And then, okay, I love you. I love you too. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I'll see you later. All right. Hey, kid. Yeah, I want to come talk to you in the alley. Okay, I'll come talk to you in an alley. Wow, this is a really weird alley. I mean, that's really how boring the dialogue in this issue is. There, I mean, it's just so much. I was like, how much longer can this issue go? Fortunately, it ended right about that time. But this was just an uninteresting, uninspired, wooden story that its only redeeming grace is a monster jumping out screaming, I'm going to eat your, I'm going to eat your tasty soul. And then when CJ shows up, Ooh, another tasty soul. I think I will have room for another tasty soul. (laughs) It is definitely young creators, fresh creators. Yeah. I don't know how old the creators are. I mean, I appreciate that the fact that they're, I mean, I mean, inexperienced, they're kind of cutting their teeth in terms of, you know, the storytelling and the dialogue and the breakdown here. It is it is very predictable. I'll agree with you on that. And I feel like there are some points where the dialogue is just I think they were going for naturalistic. I think they were trying to give you, you know, that, hey, this is how people really talk. But how people really talk, as you know, from editing all of the goofy stuff out can be really boring and kind of terrible. And so sometimes you can't write the way people talk and have it be a good story. Never mind what I am. You have been hiding that tasty soul, Stephen. Yeah, so someone had told me, and I forget where I heard this. I've heard this multiple times from multiple different people, but every scene, every shot of your movie needs to advance the story. Every line spoken in your book, every paragraph that you describe in your book is there to advance the story. And if it's not advancing the story, it doesn't belong there. And unfortunately, this feels like every panel was not advancing the story. It wasn't just wasn't advancing the story, uh, which is a shame. Uh, because I think that there is, there's something buried in, in there that could actually make this an interesting story, especially if we kind of got a little bit more than, Hey Luke, guess who you've been dating kind of uh, moment at the very end, as right. opposed to give us a little bit more about what's going on. 
how long has this guy been having these dreams? Uh, what kind of toll is it taking? Maybe put some inner dialogue in there so we kind of get some inner inflection. I mean, they have some of that in there, but they could they could use some of those boring parts to explain, oh man, this has been going on so long. I'm so tired. I'm so worn out. Every night I'm fighting these demons. I don't know why I continue to have these horrible dreams. Something to make the reader want to go to that next panel. And this book is is lacking that, unfortunately. But I think that there's something there. But it's just there's not enough for me. Uh, there are the edges of something interesting. And I feel like the main thing that I'm finding here is not necessarily that there's so much awkwardness. It's that I feel like I've read this kind of story before. And I feel like I know where this is going to go. I feel like if this, you know, a five or six issue limited series, these five, six kids are going to team up and they're going to have, you know, adventures and they're going to do the stranger things or whatever kids do. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like when you are writing a comic, I don't necessarily agree with the everything must be devoted to moving the plot forward. I'm fine with digressions. I'm fine with long digressions. I'm a Stephen King reader. And sometimes you'll get things where it's just entire chapters of interesting side story digression. But I know that that's not for everybody. And I feel like this is a story that, for whatever reason, feels like half of what could be a solid first issue. I feel like if there was more here, if it if it didn't feel like it had to end on this dun 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 stinger, if we had gotten that reveal like earlier in the issue, so that we could have you know this mean something or have the the fact that he was nearly eaten by a demon who looks like you know Tyler Locke, I feel like there could have been something more here, but there's always that question of you know your first issue has to grab everybody, your first issue has to be you know, set up to where people want to come back. You feel like you have to build to that massive cliffhanger ending. And I feel like the biggest failing of this is that the massive cliffhanger ending isn't actually, to me, the end of that first hunk of story. It should right. be part of the story. And then we should have a cliffhanger that comes from the girlfriend. And does she even have a name? Lana? Uh, Lois? Laura? I think it's an L word. Lana? Lana! Something like that. But, the, it, it's, but so here's the thing. Um, yeah. A few months ago or a while ago, I reviewed Hidden Societies number one from Dark Horse Comics. And my complaint was kind of the same, uh, except in Hidden Societies, uh, at least we got introduced to each of the characters a little bit and got a little bit of their personality. We got a little bit of who they are and why they're important to this story so that when they all came together, we could all sigh a big, uh, you know, have a big sigh of relief together and say, uh, why did you waste all this time just in, in setup and not have some kind of a bigger reveal punch at the end? And this is what this is, except we don't get all of the characters and what their nuances are and what they're, why they're important. Why does nobody like CJ? Why is uh, Luke such a, such a turd, uh, you know, or whatever the, the, the jock bro guy is, whatever his name is. Um, it, it, we just don't hear all these people that come into Luke's life. And we don't know what is their connection. Are they best friends? Are they antagonists? Are they enemies? Do they like each other or what? So I don't know. This this was just not a very interesting story from my standpoint. And to make matters worse, not a big fan of the art either. I'm actually feeling like the art is stronger than the the plotting in the story. I feel like the art has 
edges of something interesting, kind of maybe an Evan Dorkin or a Kyle Baker feel to it where you definitely understand what's going on in terms of the characters, you know, their emotions and their thoughts. And there's a particular scene where he's walking into school and he's got this total Jughead Jones, oh God, kind of face. Mm -hmm. It really works for me. It really kind of puts it together. And then, of course, we have the montage of his classes where he just gets progressively less and less interested. And by the end, he's practically asleep. Yeah. That's kind of neat. I really like the storytelling aspect of it. And I do like the fact that you can always feel who is who. You can always tell the characters apart, even though there are two dark-haired, gothy girls, and everybody tends to be dressed pretty much alike. A lot of people in, you know, dark hoodies just wandering around. I guess my my complaint is that there are some inconsistencies in the art style. Uh, There's some inconsistencies in... um, uh, character height, uh, character stance. I mean, you, you, yes, you can tell that Luke is the guy that's wearing the hoodie and that, uh, you know, that his girlfriend is also the little goth girl and CJ is the girl in the sunny dress and all those kinds of things. And that's, that's, that's fine. I think what really annoys me the most is, uh, the Photoshop brush that they use to shade everything, this weird crosshatch, if, if you go like even on the first page or even on the one where he's running out of the house and you see that tree in the background, mm-hmm. it's just a smudgy, smudgy mess of, oh, yeah, look, I learned how to how to create a brush and I'm just going to stamp, 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 stamp this all over the place. It's not consistent. It, it's super inconsistent. And it is using that same pattern again and again and again. Now, unless we find out that he's in some other world and all this shading has a point, it is mm-hmm. not it's not a consistent shading or style and it looks super computer generated, which Mm -hmm. makes it even more annoying. I can definitely see the super computer generated part. Uh, It didn't bother me as much as it did you, but it's, it's a legit concern. It it literally looks like somebody until you really look to see what the pattern is. It looks like somebody took their thumb and didn't know how to, you know, if this was traditional inking, it's like they got their thumb in the ink and they kept smudging it again and again and again. And every time they said, no, stop, don't do that. Oh, no, I did it again. Oh, why do I keep doing this? That's what it feels like. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it's just really weird looking. And I i don't like that either. There's there's a lot for me not to like in this book. Uh, the, the one thing that I did like. Oh, man, I don't even know if there's anything that I did like in this book. I think I just despise the entire thing, which is unfortunate because, like I said, there's something here that could be good. But this the story was too drawn out for the number of pages and they needed to get to something bigger. Faster or great before he goes into the alley, it's super boring after the alley. Yeah, the middle the middle third of the book is just the worst. That's that's yeah. the problem. The middle third of the book is just drawing and dragging, and it shouldn't do that. I feel so, like they, yeah. the expectation, the attempt was to try and help us or have us experience the you know existential drudgery of a high school day, which that's a perfectly fine creative impulse, but you can't try and show us something as boring by boring us because yeah. – we're not going to, a reader is not necessarily going to 
you know, key into that and stay with it, I feel like the average reader is going to be like, yeah, this is just, this is not interesting. This is not catching my attention. Yeah. So, I mean, some people might really like it if you're into the demons and you're into the black and the, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, then yeah, you probably will enjoy this. And maybe the second issue uh, picks up and, and clears things up a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have been saying for years that I'm a big fan of direct to the trade as opposed to single issues. And this might be one of those instances where you read the entire collection in one sitting and it makes a lot of sense and it really is good. But then you split it up and it's just like, why? That's a weird, that's weird because you don't, you don't have anything to go to next immediately. So maybe this is something that works better in the trade. But for me, I'm going to say pass on this. This was definitely not to my liking. I'm sure it might be for a lot of people's liking, but really, it's like a two-star, a two-star book for me, at most. I think I would go higher than that. I go two and a half, possibly three, depending on how I felt at the time. Because coming out of the issue, I felt like, again, a lot of the times when we're looking at a book that is, you know, I, I don't want to say an independent comic, but a book that you're at, at the point where you're, you know, if you're at Alterna Comics, you are going to be looking at creators who are building their craft you're going to be looking at the stories that two three four years from now this is the people who are going to be running the industry these are the people who are going to be doing your batmans and your supermans and your high profile indie comics the things that you know you're going to see from image comics you're going to start seeing here from the danger zone and i feel like there's promise here i feel like there's something really here even though i want to know how are you going to differentiate this from being a buffy how are you going to give us more in the next issue than we got in this issue and i feel like uh how are we going to explain that one girl kills demons the other girl may be a demon what's what's the whole see that's 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 the whole part that doesn't make any any sense and it's just like all right that should have been in this issue we yes. should have had some clarity on that. Yes. And if they would have, I would have been totally down for that. But as is, no, I, I can't go for it. I am. So here's the thing. I'm very interested to see if the second issue is better. But the first issue, not so good. So I might be when this one drops, the issue two finally arrives. I'll probably look at it just to see if it's any better. But it's not something that I'm, I would go out of my way to to buy and check out. So there you go. All right. Well, we have reviewed something different this week because it didn't come from our patrons, didn't come from you, the listener, going over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and voting on this. This is one of those. Well, let's see what we have and let's see what's available and let's see what's coming out. And hey, we haven't reviewed stuff from some of the smaller publishers in a long, long while. And uh, who knows? Maybe next week we will be back to review another small something. Uh, from you or do something completely different. We'll see what comes out next week. I was surprised at the number of comics that did arrive uh, this week. Let me just run down all the new comics that arrived this week. These are in alphabetical. Well, they're not even in alphabetical order. Um, (laughs) These are in the order that they were listed on Comixology. Afterlift is a Comixology Originals, although they did say that this was a collection of other digital firsts. But everyone made a big deal this week over the Chip Zdarsky, I forget the artist's name, I think his last name is Alou, uh, because Zdarsky made this a free book for people to get this week. So there's Afterlift, which is a Comixology Originals, Ash and Thorn, number one, from Ahoy, uh, Ahoy Comics, uh, Lucida, number one, from Nimprod, 
Batman The Adventures Continue Number 1 from DC Comics, Bell Number 6, Oath of Thorns from Zenoscope Entertainment, Cosmo the Mighty Martian Number 5 from Archie Comics, Destiny New York Number 20. Now, that's a book that we've reviewed on the Major Spoilers podcast in the uh, in the past, uh, but uh, it's all the way up to issue number 20 from Space Between Entertainment, Evil Love Number 5, uh, Finger Guns Number 2 from Vault Comics, Generation Woo Number 10 from Tan Comics, Lucifer's Night, of course, from Action Lab Entertainment's Danger Zone, then also from Action Lab Entertainment, we had Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Season 2, Number 22, Queen Wasp. Probably the longest title uh, out this week, Matthew. <laughs> the longest title out any week. That's Niobe, She is Death, Number 1 from Stranger Comics, Project Icarus, Number 2 and 3 from Black Box Comics Publishing. Uh, let's see. Red Agent, Number 4, Island of Dr. Moreau from Cinescope. Riveting Comic Narratives, Number 1 from Cackle in Comics. I think Matthew's going to review that later this week. Yep. Robbie of Lockship, number eight, from uh, Heath Heil. Uh, Sabrina Something Wicked, number one, from Archie Comics. Sarah and the Royal Stars, number seven, from Vault Comics. I believe Ingrid has been a big fan of that series. I expect we might see that review popping up soon. Space Cadet, from, Space Cadet from Ouvre Comics, or Ouvre Comics. Uh, Stroper, number two, from Porter Comics. Uh, let's see. Teen Titans go to camp number six from DC Comics. That is a free comic this week. The Prophecy number one, the Prophecy number two, both from Epic, Epic, E-P-O-C-H, Epoch, I guess you could say it that way. And of course, Math- Matthew's other favorite title, Zombie Tramp number 69 from Zenoscope Entertainment. Now, real quick, nice. if you are looking for some other things, let me see if I have this email in here. I was uh, going through emails before this uh, um, show began, but Marvel Unlimited now offering free access to iconic comic book stories. This is a press release that will go up on Major Spoilers uh, tomorrow. Free comic stories will be available for one month on the service starting on April 2nd for fans to experience different corners of the Marvel Universe while social distancing. Mm, let's see. Uh, Marvel's digital comic subscription service, Marvel Unlimited, which is not to be confused with Comixology's Comixology Unlimited service. But Marvel's digital uh, subscription service, Marvel Unlimited, is now offering all fans free access to some of the Marvel's most iconic stories from recent years, including now classic Marvel Comics events and critically acclaimed runs featuring the Avengers, Spider-Man, Black Widow, Captain America, Captain Marvel, and more. Uh, Let's see. To to access Marvel's Unlimited free comics offering, download or update the Marvel Unlimited app for iOS or Android at the respective Apple and Google Play app stores and click Free Comics! On the landing page, no payment information or trial subscription will be required for the uh, selection of free comics. This month, you have access to Avengers vs. X-Men, Civil War, Amazing Spider-Man Red Goblin, Black Panther to, uh, from uh, Tanahishi Coates, uh, Thanos Wins by Donnie, uh, Donnie Cates, X-Men Milestones the Dark Phoenix Saga, Avengers Kree Scroll War, Avengers by Jason Aaron, The Final Host, uh, Fantastic Four Volume 1 Forever, Black Widow Volume 1, Shields Most Wanted. I think that's the Mark Wade book that we uh, read the first issue on that. Captain yep. America Winter Soldier Ultimate and Captain Marvel Higher, Further, Faster, More. So there you go. Free comics if you want them. Go get them. So there you go, Matthew. Yeah. That's what we have going on this week. And I'm sure next week, if you check back over at Major Spoilers on uh, Wednesday morning, probably around 9 o'clock Central Time, I will have another listing of the new comics that have arrived on the Comixology app, and I'll post a post on that for you guys. And then be back here next Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, where we will have another comic book review, or if there are definitely no comics coming out next week, something special for you all. What does that mean? Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. 
But maybe next week you will finally get to hear Matthew say... The star, the fire, the live, the wire, the alien, princess in your alien attire. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.